Jungle Beam Studio. It's actually unreal. Big ups to you. Thank I can't you. wait. Can I have one of those pictures like that? I don't you, want one of those. You want your picture? No, you can't because um, these pictures are like um, pictures from the old place that we took in the old booth, and so I okay. just decided to frame like ten of them. Can you frame one there, like a big one for me? Probably not. Why? Uh, this that's cash money. Like you don't want to, you don't put anything. Anyway, away. we'll figure out where my frame is going. <laughs> But anyway, hey, it's me, Nasser. Welcome back to another episode. This week, I have the one and only Mixed by Simba with me. I am today doing another music um, interview, so it's been a while, but you don't know yet because it's not out yet, and you probably don't watch my things anyway. But <laughs> So I ended basically ended last episode talking about um, the music scene in Ireland, okay. so I haven't really touched on it in a while. Um, I kind of was like an avid fan of the music scene yeah. but i feel like it's kind of died down quite quickly i don't know basically i was thinking kind of covid kind of ruined the momentum for a lot of like artists yeah. um and then there was a period over lockdown where it was straight over saturation of music and i felt that it wasn't going anywhere but then also the uk scene had a lot of oversaturation so it was like anyone who like Anyone who dropped in Ireland was always automatically put onto a UK playlist. So it's like everything is over. Your, do you know what I mean? Yeah, like, no, and then no. now it's a case of there's just, I just feel like, I don't feel like there's nothing there, but it's like the hype around the music isn't there anymore. Yeah. Or it's just your favorite artist. Yeah, you know I, I mean? see what you're saying, but as you said, at the point during COVID, there was like an oversaturation mm -hmm. of music. So I think a lot of artists sat back and saw that as well. Mm -hmm. So a lot, a lot of people are just holding onto music. Why did you do it at the same time? I don't understand. Stress me out. Because I don't know. Artists are weird. They are weird. They're weird in the They love hoarding music. Yeah, because like they want to put out the best. Okay, idea. but like you need to understand. As a listener, I'm a crackhead. If you give me good <laughs> stuff, you have to keep giving me like. So I mean, taste every time. I like. I'm so bad at that. Like, and I'm just like. I feel like once I want. Excuse me. Once I like an artist, I just want. More and more just all the time and sometimes i want the same thing all the time so it's like it's really bad when artists will bring something more abstract to try experiment and i'm like what is, yeah, what is this crazy i'm like what is this you're the type of fan that you was like, 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 i don't like, want you as my fan i like, give me the old stuff and then after you, while, didn't trust you get me and then after a while i'm just like all this shit sounds the same but basically you can't you can't please everybody you can't please anyone at all but um yeah that's all i wanted to touch on real quick but quick intro Introduce yourself. Actually, no, don't introduce yourself. There's you're gonna do an elevator speech instead. I'm so, because everyone does the intro better than the elevator speech, I don't know why people start crying for the elevator speech. But you walk into an elevator. Do you know what elevator speeches? I've heard about it. I think I've done it once, but I can't remember. Okay. So, so basically, you have. It's usually used in like a business setting. You have about twenty seconds to sell a product, or in this case, or yourself. So in this case, you're selling yourself. Okay, selling your soul. Um, you walk into an elevator, somebody in there is about to change your life. What are the best aspects of yourself? Like, are you introducing to them? Because once they leave this elevator, yeah. you're done out. Like, you're not, you're either changing your life or you're going back to, I was going to say simple Simba, but you have a, <laughs> you have a good life. In it. Um, okay, that's, 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 um, that's weird. That's weird. Okay, yeah. So, all right, cool. Yeah, so my name is Mick by Simba. I run a recording studio, Jungle Beam Studio in Dublin, and I work with like, basically all the artists in the country and yeah we're just trying to 
put the boundaries and as she said we're trying not to oversaturate the skin <laughs> but give it what we need that's actually the best one because everyone started shitting themselves yeah did you feel nervous not really no okay what if what if i'm the one that's going to change your life why don't you feel nervous because like What's been always going to do for me? Exactly. See, you're a correct person. Like everybody else is like, "Hi, my name is um, I'm trying like show up like." And then <laughs> no one cares about you. And then, and, then, and, then, and people are like asking me, like Deji asked me bare questions. Um, my friend last week just like froze. Um, but yeah, well done. I like that. Basically, okay. So you're saying that you basically worked with all the artists in Ireland. Majority of the artists on the urban scene, yes. That's pretty amazing, I think. Because even you're on like every, like work that you've done is on every literal like Irish Spotify playlist. Mm -hmm. Like how do you deal with that amount of work all the time? Because obviously it's great to have, but does it become overwhelming? Like how do you balance different genres as well? Like I know most of it is urban, but yeah, it's different sounds, right? That's a very good question. Um, I, I guess um, for me, it's just become like, that's my day to day. Mm -hmm. that's, that's what I do every day. Like today I'm, I recorded a like someone doing rap in the mm -hmm. morning, then I add gospel, mm -hmm. then I've got billion on, then I've got the other guy coming in, I think he's doing Afro beats. Mm -hmm. So it's like, I just, because um, I, I listen to a lot of music as well, mm -hmm. all type, type of genre. So anytime I'm mixing whatever genre, I just try to get into that. Yeah. Into that mind frame. Like Afro beat, I know, okay, I need, it needs to, needs to have a good vibe. Mm -hmm. It needs to feel good. If it doesn't feel good, no one cares about it. Yeah. Uh, with drill, it needs to have energy. Yeah. If, if there's no if the energy is lacking, might be the best mix in engineering mm -hmm. sense. But the, the right now, it also sense. has to be realistic. Yeah. Because there's been a lot of energy in drill, but it's not realistic. Like unfortunately, do I want to say? <laughs> so basically, right? There's songs. There's people coming out from certain parts of Ireland, and it's not the life they're living. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And it's like it's nice and all, and I feel like drill itself should. I feel at some stage come away from the streets and the roads and stuff like that and just be a genre about music itself but it's the same thing with like hip-hop and that like it's related to the yeah, streets it's related to a certain grind so it's like even if you're talking about something and it's good it's like i don't want to hear that on a drill beat do you know what i mean you don't want to hear what what's i want to hear crud i want to hear straight <laughs> exactly. grease drill is drill is but that's right. what i'm saying but it has to be realistic you get me? So. Like if you're from like fucking Donegal or something, like come here now. Never know. These farmers are getting they're getting into it. Right? They Stop are farming people farmers. <laughs> well, if you're not from because I'm not from Dublin and you guys call me a farmer, it's or, sad. It makes me sad. Or maybe Cork. Yeah, I'll be nice to Cork. Well, what what Waterford is like that's farmer city. That's farmer central. That's mean. I'm so, I'm not sorry for saying. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sorry. That, that's my truth. Right. Other than like quality of your work and your tagline, is there anything that makes your mixes stand out? Because you know, like sometimes you listen to, for example, let's say Metro Boomin or like Forty or when Dave produces something, like you know that there's kind of something about them. Yeah. But like, do you think that there's something? Is there something little that you sprinkle in there? Uh, yes, I, I like I like to say I like to say yes. Mm -hmm. There is um, I do I try to highlight like maybe what someone wants to highlight in the track, but um. I would say this as as engineers, like you don't necessarily have to have a sound, mm. and this is because like you're mixing different songs, different kinds of songs. If you're always trying to put your sound mm -hmm. on the on the track, you might lose you might lose track of what the song is actually mm -hmm. about because you're trying to oh my kicks are always out mm -hmm. and the kick out of this song. It's an it's an R&B track. You don't yeah. Or it's a ballad. You don't need the kick to be yeah. Out. So like I'm always just trying to do what's best for the song. 
and I think what sets me apart from everybody else is just I always try to go for quality. I think that's what that's why I said except from quality yeah. because it's like I've never heard a song with your tagline on it, um, except from the ones that you remove your taglines on. But we'll talk about those. Um, and I like even if I can't tell that you made it, the fact that it's a good like it's a good mix yeah. like that is that's a telling point but it's not there's nothing about the song that'll shout out yeah. Simba do you know what I mean yeah, like, yeah, yeah. so I, 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 like I'm not the artist the yeah. artist is the star I'm, is, just, I'm just there is that the difference them. between an engineer and a producer though yeah I, I, I think I think that because with a producer like you're you're there from the start like you you're you, you're, you're setting the landscape mm -hmm. and I, I say like producers are very valuable without them like who am I mixing I'm mm -hmm. mixing vocals I'm not, there's no there's, yeah. no there's no beat to mix so like um the beat maker whoever made the beat mm -hmm. they set the landscape for us and so like that's why like it's easier to recognize the, like a kid's file mm -hmm. because you know that okay most of the time he's, he's done some melody yeah. sampling or he has some weird egyptian or <laughs> asian stuff yeah. in the beat so it's easy to recognize mm -hmm. his stuff but do you feel like in like the time of music we're living in Producers are becoming more relevant than some, like some producers are becoming more relevant than, because I feel like depending on the type of artist you are, I would say maybe a 70 30 for an urban scene anyway. No one's really listening to the lyrics a lot of the time. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's, it's crazy. You know what I mean? <laughs> Even in rap, people, I'm like, that's, that's crazy, but hey, it is what it is. And I, yeah, I do get what you mean, but that's, that's why we have the super producers now. Mm -hmm. Like, they're, they're basically artists. Um, like you recognize what anything they do. Mm -hmm. Like a lot of time, like you listen to the song because they produce. Yeah. It. So it's like, yeah. Um, I think producers, they've over the past few years, they've gone a lot of like people have been giving them the flowers. Mm -hmm. it's, it's like they, they, they deserve they, it. Like, they <laughs> because especially for drill, yeah. producers carry those songs. Because I'm sorry, certain people should not like the, like the the lyrics that I be hearing, and like half the time you're not even. It's only when you slow down to actually deep the song, you're just like, what the hell is this? Like, and half the time, anyone can be saying anything on that beat, yeah. and it's unreal. Well, as long as the beat is banging, there's energy on exactly. the track, you're bouncing. Exactly, especially energy. especially in a genre like yeah, drill. You're knocking your head straight up. But, like, a lot of people over lockdown thrive, and I feel like you are definitely someone who used your time over lockdown. Like, mm -hmm. for example, we're literally sitting in one. Congratulations once again. Um, I'm very gassed to be here. Um, I'm going to sign my name everywhere in Sharpie. Um, that cashmere, you'll see me. But, um, what was I going to say? Like, But it didn't start here, obviously. Yeah, like, You look comfy. Like, You look like you're settled. But I'm sure it wasn't always like this. Like, where? We'll start with where you started with regards to mixing. Because I know your music journey is a lot yeah. longer than that. Um, but with regards to mixing, when you decided that that's what, the path that you wanted to go down primarily, mm. I know you had a studio in Tala, or was that a home studio? Home like, studio, yeah. talk us through that. Um, yeah, as you said, it's 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 long. Because um, um, okay, how do I start this? Yeah, you I pick. Don't, I don't want to tell my life story, but quickly, I started rapping, and um, there was no, no, not that there was no studios. There were studios, but mm. it cost too much. Yeah. I was 15 and I couldn't afford it, so mm -hmm. I just started doing stuff by myself in the house and then I got a rap group and started doing it. I was the one that was always doing the NGM, but mm -hmm. I'll go do my verses and stuff. But then... Do you want to like link that Spotify page on... Nope. Okay, no, no, no. Because <laughs> <laughs> that, that was like... 
Yeah, I was yeah, even yeah. called Simba no, with no, my no. name. I was called another name. No, we don't need to talk about it. It's okay. But um, yes, so I was 15. There was no studios. There mm-hmm. were studios, but I just couldn't afford them. So yeah. I just did that. I left the band and I released mixtapes and albums at Spinner Shop. And I think after the after the second one, the second album, I just saw because I was like, okay, I've already done the tour of Ireland and everything. I was like, tour? One second, hold up. You did a tour of Ireland? Yeah. Like rapping? Yeah. Mad. Are you going to link that description? You don't really need to. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you can have this and have. I'm screaming. Yeah, go on. But um, yeah. So you already did that. So I was like, I'm not really enjoying rapping anymore. And it was about the time that rapping was changing. It was going into the. Mm. Like, yeah. <laughs> yes. Migos. Yeah, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna do that. Yeah. So I just said, okay, I'm gonna focus more on the engineering because that was always the end goal. Mm-hmm. To be honest, I always wanted to have a building with its own studio and everything. So I just started focusing more on that, and I guess it helped because it helped that while I was rapping, I was also mm-hmm. recording. I was still recording people, yeah. some people, and there wasn't much studios at the time. Mm-hmm. And I just, I just saw that I was like, okay, I just need to get into. Helps you to build a skill, and you saw kind of a market for it as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah. I was That's okay. Unreal. I have the skill. I can tighten up on it, and mm-hmm. I can get this And then when you first wanted to do it like actual professionally, then. Was that where you first had a studio, your first Jungle Beam, or was it Jungle no, Beam at the time? No, it wasn't Jungle Beam, it was called River, it was River, Riverview Studios. It was it like Riverview Apartments or something? No, it was... No, it was, um, it was in a place in Kondorkin, mm-hmm. and I just rented out a small room, probably the size of that room. Mad. And I was just in there, I'd, I'd be in there, like, I had a couch as well, so mm-hmm. I didn't go home from work sleep on the couch Mad. wake up Kanye sleep on the couch I did that for like probably like two three years yeah yeah just do that for two three years and um um yeah then it was really really studios for a long time uh I, then I moved to another place a bigger place mm-hmm. I was making some money um I was still sleeping in the studio yeah <laughs> I don't know if you saw the picture of Central C and he was in the studio and he had a blow up there no I didn't yeah it was, Mad. it was doing stuff like that and then it got to a point like 2016 i was like yeah yeah i want to quit you want to quit yeah mixing mad yeah. why i was going to quit music because there wasn't um because we had um there was loads of artists everybody was doing their thing mm. that 2011 to 2015 yeah. was doing their thing but then it was seeing, it was seeing that everybody was getting to so it was like it wasn't going mm. anywhere so i was like yeah let me just rethink everything I was yeah and i stopped for like five months mm. Well, I still had everything. I still had my, I still had my hard drive. Yeah, I still equipment. Like, I still had my equipment. So I, I wasn't really gonna stop. Yeah, yeah. I just like. Well, me. hardly. They cost a lot of money. You're not just gonna chuck them out, like. Yeah, I could have sold them. I didn't sell them. So yeah, I did that. Then um, it's a, it's a, it's a long story. I'm I'm missing out big big information, but um, I'll just get to Jungle Beam then. Mm-hmm. 2017. Uh, me and Ghost linked up. Uh, he was because Ghost Frankie. Mm-hmm. He used to record with me. Then he texted me. I was like, "Yo, um, you still do you, have, you still have a studio?" I was like, "No, nah, I'm just at home. Mm-hmm. I'm just chilling." Right now. I was like, "You know what? I'll give you some stuff. Let's get stuff going on." And then people just kind of gravitated towards it as well because, like you said, there was a gap in the market. So yeah, it was kind a of, big gap. In the so it's it's kind of like it was just handy for you, wasn't it? <laughs> like, yeah, it was. It was handy. It was good timing. Mm-hmm. It was. And just perseverance, just resilient, just yeah. be resilient with it because there was times where like you don't see that though, you know. Yeah. I think that's really important. Like, I mean, I don't know you for that long, but from 
following your journey like looking at interviews from like the stuff that you've done with slight motif the way everyone talks about you and stuff like that like you wouldn't think that there was ever a point where you felt like you didn't want to do it do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Obviously, people who know you closer would yeah. understand that a bit more. But I feel like everyone's journey when someone has, when people have things that they're grinding for, everyone goes through that regardless yeah. of what you do. Yeah. But I think it's credit to you that the outside don't see that. Yeah, do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Because it's like, <laughs> I'm not into music, but I don't want to give my music to somebody that wants to quit. Exactly. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Exactly. So I think like, like fair is to you for pushing through that because yeah. I mean, it's easier to sit here today and see all of these things and not take those into because anyone could be like oh i want to be the next sim and stuff but if they don't know that there are times that you oh, yeah, you have to so, i mean it's it's you have to work oh my god mm. you have to yeah you have to enjoy doing what you're doing yeah like when i started i saw someone say oh until you put in ten thousand hours into your craft you can't call yourself a, yeah. a professional or something i was like oh, like an expert or something an expert, like that yeah and then i heard an, an engineer said oh your first ten years engineering, you're not really doing shit. Mm-hmm. You're not a pro. I was like, wow, mm-hmm. okay, yeah. So there's a, there's there's a lot of work involved in being an engineer. Yeah. Sure, because obviously there's also different um, personalities. Yeah. How do you how do you balance that? Like, I'm just cool. I was gonna say like, you don't see. First of all, you are not a problematic person, so I'm guessing that helps you. Yeah. But like, like, how do you deal with people coming into you and just acting the maggot? Like, because there's always like. Obviously, there's stereotypes about like rappers and stuff like that. A lot of them live up to it. But like, how do you deal with balancing that? Because you're going from a various amount of people every day. Like, yeah. are you an extrovert? Like, does it ever drain you having to see people all the time, or is it you just enjoy it? Well, it's I, amazing. I, I like it because over COVID, during COVID, that got me through. Yeah, true. I should, probably should say this, but I was doing sessions in my house during COVID. Yeah. So like that got me through because mm-hmm. I was speaking to people. So it's like. And like it's part of the job, like um, and also like doing all this struggle over mm. the years, doing trying to learn this, and I did customer service mm. jobs. So like, when it comes to relating with yeah. people and customers, I kind of, I kind of have a yeah, yeah. I was late at all the jobs. Yeah, like yeah, that, so. that's good. <laughs> and I feel like having like a a basis for respect as well, and like because you don't want anyone to come here and take you for Egypt. Like, yeah, you know what I mean, uh, yeah, probably earlier on in my career, like people course, tried to yeah. do that, but I guess like. They know what they're paying for. Yeah, they know what they're paying for. People kind of respect me now mm. at this stage, and like people don't really, people don't take the piss anymore. Yeah, so, it's good. I don't get that. We love to see that, and like I mean, we don't talk about it enough, but yes, it is kind of a career that you're in. But this is tech, this is also a black business as well, so it's cool to see a lot of, a lot of like I feel like black capitalism literally just grew a lot. Um, and we can talk about whether or not that's good for our community. <laughs> but because um, I feel like that's how people think that we're gonna combat racism. But anyway, um, it's nice to see black people getting their own. And it's but like, yes, you do a lot in the urban scene. But I've seen you do some songs like outside of that. Like, are you wanting to kind of branch out of the urban scene, or are you okay focusing? Like, do you still have a lot going on in the urban scene as it yeah. is? I definitely want to branch out of the mm. I think it'd, I think it'd be stupid of me to try to just limit myself to the obviously. Um because I didn't yeah, I love music mm-hmm. in, in its purest form, so like I can't just stick to the urban scene. Yeah, I do I do do stuff outside of the urban scene. Um and yeah, there'll be more stuff outside of the urban scene. Coming through. Because like for me it's like I see the biggest studios as competitions. I see oh, that's 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 the like, goal. It's, <laughs> I don't want to say it's, it's not a chip on my ch- on my shoulder, but I've, I applied for jobs in all those places mm-hmm. or not during the rocky moments mm-hmm. in my career. So, and you didn't get any word back. Nope. So I, I see them as the competition. Okay, yeah, we need to at least 
hand in hand, like, okay, your studio is there, my of studio is there. I mean, there's no point. There's no point in striving to be something less than you. So, yeah, yeah. do you know what I mean? Um, aside from the music stuff, you are part of Oh Man Podcast, yes. which is one of probably the most long-lasting podcasts in Ireland at this point in time. Mm. Once again, congratulations. Um, because because my guys at Oh Man, um, like. I'm not gonna go too deep into like where that kind of started, but I feel like you guys are kind of like finding your feet again and trying to, like obviously you went through having like a a lot of <laughs> a lot of characters, a lot of um, people, a lot of things to say in such a short period of time. But it's almost like you guys, as you're maturing, you're trying to like funnel down um, and talking to OPs as well as you're funneling down and maturing, also trying to give back to the community and stuff like that like how how have you found trying to like balance that or is it just something that just came naturally for you um yeah i think it i won't say it came naturally um i think because of all the other stuff i've put myself in in the mm. past so i was with multitasking i'm, I'm quite good with that mm. already so that kind of helped me with, with it as well mm. i just set apart different times in the week to mm. just get it done and yeah i think yeah we we act we we are we branding we're doing a few different things, trying mm. to step, trying to dip in this, dip in that, and um, yeah, I think it's it's it, it is exciting times. Um, yeah, podcast, come on, podcast. Yeah, but like, you are even like branching out more than podcasts because you had that um that FIFA night, and then okay, first of all, this signal events, yeah, like it just can you do more stuff that like girls can be involved in because I feel left out. You guys don't like playing FIFA. I like playing FIFA. I like watching people play FIFA. So what you like us old talk so you guys come and talk. I don't know what you can do, but we'll do some outdoors. I stuff. would like to be invited. I was gonna I'll come speak to PZ on about doing some outdoors. I was stuff. gonna come to, excuse me. I was gonna come to the FIFA thing, but I was busy and I don't like playing FIFA. But yeah, I wanted I to watch and I wanted to Enjoy the enjoy the vibes. I don't know, for some reason, yeah. Men getting mad at each other playing football and stuff like that is really attractive That's to me. Cool. Like <laughs> <laughs> They're watching you like, yeah, shout yeah. out him, Jerome. Oh. <laughs> I have to see who came. First of all, you came to the signal events. What team did you pick? Are you gonna like? Are you going for the best team? Are you choosing the PSG in two thousand and twenty-one? First of all, ick. That's gonna be ick. Why are you doing that? You don't believe in your sauce? Why not? Why not choose that? PSG in two thousand and twenty-one. Yeah, if you Monday. lose your mug, if you yeah, lose your mug, well, honestly. if you win, you're like, yeah. Okay, so you. so ick. So if you come and you use like a Brentford and that, you come. Go beat the man down. I'm like, wow, this guy is, you know, resourceful. Um, <laughs> Brentford? <laughs> Are you kidding? I'm joking. But last thing I was going to say, so obviously you touched on it a little bit. Um, but the last thing is like, what's what's next for you? So like I said, you look very comfy here. But from talking to you, like small amount of conversations, this is not this is not where you're done. No, like, no, like no. where, I know you said like other studios and that is the goal, but how... How does that look tangi tangibly? Yeah, uh, I guess um, the the growth of the studio, uh, I realized a few years ago, it's hand in hand with the growth of the scene. Mm -hmm. And uh, so obviously my, my dream was always to, you see this kind of building, have this studio in there, but also like the other forums in the building mm -hmm. that are also like little, little studios mm -hmm. where people can work and then franchises, having a drum room studio mm -hmm. in Cork, a drum room studio in, in the UK. Waterford? <laughs> <laughs> you guys don't have actually there is there, there is, is a studio there, there. I was gonna say I, I was gonna say the artist uh, your man Pat Lagoon no 
Oh, Young Shakur. Young Shakur, Pat Lagoon, Jay Ton, this other guy, Barrett, Obi. These guys are kids as well. Is he from Warfare too? Sam Toby. Sam Toby, yeah, yeah. He is from Warfare. How did I forget Sam? Um, but yeah, he lives in England now, though. Um, yeah. But yeah, sorry. Finish your dreams. I'm here gassed about Warfare. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, fr franchising, um, also going to teaching, mm -hmm. to doing different kinds of seminars, workshops, all that kind of stuff. Just keep expanding. Expanding. Um, also doing like a, a freestyle platform. Ooh, I can I come? Yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> no problem. <laughs> Give me the ears and then we'll, we'll walk out the dates and everything. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, just gonna just wanna keep doing that and also do a few things outside of music as well, just to give back as much as I can. That's good. That's amazing. Well, once again, it's hate me yesterday. I'm very gassed to be in the presence of the one and only mixed by Simba. Yes. Quickly, okay. I was really upset when I found out that your name was Simba and I found that it was inspired by the Lion King Simba. For some reason, I have this major syndrome called um, main character syndrome. So I forget that other people can like things and be inspired by things the same way. So I was just like, I love Lion King. I love Simba. I'm calling my kids after Nala and Kovu and then Mandea. Kovu? Like, yeah. You're going to name your son Sky as well, aren't you? Or I can't. Zira. No, no, no. Okay, I'm not. I'm not gonna, <laughs> I can't call my kids Simba. I can't call him. Like, I can't call him the bait names. Why get not? me? Because it's bait. Like, Simba Junior. That sounds like we're SJ. having kids. No, you, that's your child. <laughs> like, like, the second I heard that you had your name Simba, I, I've already. There's no chance ever. You don't want to name your child after me. Why? Is it your child? Why? Nah, man. Name your child after you. Maybe. You should. I would. I would hope that you would. Maybe. Maybe. That's not. But yeah, no. Do you have anything to plug? I know you guys have. When is your next uh, signal event? We have an event. I'm bad. We have an event this month. Yeah, she's right. Twenty seventh or twenty first. Twenty first. Something. It's the twenty first. Twenty first, twenty third, or the twenty seventh. It's Saturday the twenty first. She's. Got it right again. Um, oh, opposite. Okay, that's true. That's very true. Yeah. So we're doing that, and um, yeah, uh, you can. It's for Call of Duty. I'm not a big Call of Duty player myself. Yeah. It's not. It's not my. But uh, maybe she likes Call of Duty. I don't yeah. like Call of All Duty. All you gamers that like it, I think it's it's called Tree on Tree or Tree Tree something. Anyways. I'm screaming. I'm saying. Basically, what I will do is I will find the um send me the promo. I'll pop it in there. This will be out before then, and there you go. Like and subscribe. Um, but yeah, once again, thanks for having me. Um, your place is lovely, and yeah, best of luck in your future endeavors. Thank you very much. Thanks okay. for coming through. Anna. No problem. For having me as well. Don't forget to like, share, subscribe. I am um, follow Nestor Pod for all um podcast related information, and you can continue to follow Hate Me Nestor obviously because I'm trying to get the bag. Um, but yeah, thank you. Bye. Team, team, team.